You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! And welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, my co-host, Alicia Finley. Happy Monday. I'm trying to make up for the energy loss from last week. <laughs> yeah, you got it all back, though. Looks like you're feeling better. Got the am, sinuses clearing better. up. Yeah. They're not 100%, but I do feel better than I did last week. Well, that's good. So, the weather around here. Yeah, the, the weather around here is nuts. I mean... I'm almost positive two weeks ago, it was 80 degrees, warm, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're ready for this. No, mm-hmm. we're, we're back in the 30s this morning, and I'm like, come on, man. Come on. I'm so used to bipolar weather, like, even, <laughs> we might get snow this week coming up, according to ours, so it's like, yay. Mm-hmm. Be like last year, we were getting snow in May. <sighs> was it last year or the year before? Whatever. Either way. Too Whatever. late. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get too deep into it, I do want to welcome some uh, any new listeners we may have yes. because uh, I've I've kind of noticed an, an uptick in uh, some downloads. So I, I feel like we've got a few new listeners out there. Welcome, some if new this siblings. is your, your first time here. Um, we we do ramble, but we uh, we also talk about a lot of good stuff. We do. So ramble. I hope you enjoy. It's a feature. Yeah, it's a feature. We we featured it in our. Very first ad. I know. We have an ad in the world. I saw. Yeah, I'm so happy about it. Yeah, (laughs) it's like the first time I've ever done a little ad like that for a podcast or anything, and I it sounded so cool. Mm -hmm. Now, if you you haven't heard our ad, like this is something we've talked about for a long time. It's like you know Mm -hmm. we really need to do an ad, and then other podcasters would be like, "Hey, do you submit an ad, and we'll we'll air it on the show," and we're like. Yeah, we'll we'll get around to it. Well, uh, we've we've just never. Ta- just I don't know so why. Gung-ho. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, sure. Eventually, we'll tell people we're doing a podcast. Yeah, it's only been a few years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this time, we we finally decided. You know what? No, it's time to to do an ad. And uh, as I've been talking about for weeks, podcasters assemble. Great, yes. great, amazing podcast. Uh, that's just a joy to participate in. Uh, they were doing a best of and worst of Godzilla and King right. Kong uh, that came out this week. And to not only allow other podcasters to talk about their favorite Godzilla and Kong stuff and their least favorite Godzilla and Kong stuff, he also plugged uh, a lot of the podcasts or podcasters that were... Wow, it was really nice. Uh, yeah, so... We decided we would put together an ad, mm-hmm. tried to do it, and, and, and get it out there. And so if you want to go hear that. Um, it's debut. Go, go. It's yeah, debut it's debut to the, debut world. the world. Now, if, if there's a way, 
<laughs> I can get it on, you know, some ad platforms and just get it out into yeah. the world, you know, legit. Right? But, uh, you know, I, I did look into that and uh, I guess I didn't look hard enough because the first mm-hmm. one I came across, it was just, I don't know, it didn't set right with me because they were just like, how much are you willing to spend? 5000 10000 I'm like, whoa, 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 oh, whoa, no, whoa. we're not there what? yet. <laughs> yeah, I said, wait a second and it was like well you choose and then we're gonna call you and i was like nah no i'm good I'm good uh, it's just like uh, it's, yeah yeah not hmm. there yet maybe one day so yeah i'll i'll keep digging around and then maybe maybe i can get it on something as much as i would love to think we had that kind of cash to throw right <laughs> I mean oh, that's dear. that's where you listeners come in. You go like right. and and review and get us Cobb bumped up on the the polls and whatnot. There you go, there you go. That's We're throwing it on you. We're making it your fault. Yeah. It's your <laughs> fault. Accuse all that. So welcome in, new listeners. Yeah, um, <laughs> you've got work to do. Sure. Uh, anyway, but yeah, go check out uh, Podcasters Assemble. We are, uh, I keep in mind what I just said. We are participating oh, I don't know in their. I haven't put that out there yet. No, I submitted. Yes, no. let's do yeah. that. I submitted. I don't want to put any like undue no. pressure on the gods in the world. It's like, oh, just because I submit it means you have to take me. See, but, she's, uh, she's being so <laughs> modest about it. Uh, Eric Slater, the the man, the editor behind the the show, he'll 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 put you in. I have no doubt. So, okay. but anyway, yeah, we are going to participate in their next uh, season. It's going to be a lot shorter than the Godzilla vs Kong, but they're talking about Mortal Kombat films, mm-hmm. and uh, for for what that's worth, you know, there's only really four, or will be four by the will end of the be. week. Right. So you have uh, the one from 1995, then it's Abysmal Sequel, then the animated <laughs> version, uh, yep. Scorpion's Revenge, it came out next week, or next week, last year. Last and then, year, there you go. There we go. I don't know where my head was at. I think it's I was getting fine. ahead of myself. You're getting and, over uh, sinuses and stuff. That can still mess right. with your head, you know? Right. Yeah. But then we also have uh, the Mortal Kombat remake, if you will. I guess I don't yeah, even want to call it a reboot or a reimagining or whatever we call it. It's brand new. The thing. new film that in 2021 yeah, starting a whole new franchise. Right. And it's coming out at the end of the week, theaters, yeah. HBO Max, whatever you want to watch it. So that's that's essentially what this is going to cover. Plus, uh, there will be a bonus episode where they'll be talking about the best and worst of the video games. Which mm. you know we can we can right. attest to all that we've played. I can attest video to games. some of them. Remember, I, well, I played more MK in arcades than I've probably done in in the home. I like to run the towers and stuff when the new one comes out because the hubs will get them. And mm. then I'm just garbage at wanting to do any kind of PvP or actually learning all the button presses. So I like to do the towers and stuff. And then once I've beaten those and all that, then I'm like, I'm good for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get addicted <laughs> for like three days. <laughs> Until other people so, start, you know, beating me up, and then I don't have fun anymore. I get salty, and then I rage quit. Yeah, yeah. So if you're into Mortal Kombat, if you like or dislike any of the films, you have any interest in it whatsoever, which I, mm-hmm. I would hope that as video game aficionados, uh, I hope our listeners are, that you would right. go check it out. Check out Podcast Symbol this season and all that. See, they're getting free ads, too. 
Uh, well, you know what, though? It, it is a lot of fun. It took me a minute to get on board with listening, is. I'll admit, because I just wasn't sure if I liked the the topic. You know, I wasn't that into Godzilla and all that kind of stuff. But it was still a lot of fun to listen to because of, like, we were discussing the creativity of how everything's kind of spliced together. Like, it just made it interesting mm-hmm. to, to listen to. It almost felt like everyone was kind of sitting around having this fun conversation about it. Maybe I didn't know about it, but I'm listening to you all tell me about it. And that was kind of a fun way to learn. Personally, I'm not saying that'll yeah. work like that for everyone, but I thought it was... You know, it was a creative thing, and I was kind of sad it took me forever mm-hmm. to finally just start listening to it. And when I did, I was like, oh, my God, this is fun. <laughs> and just think about fun. it. Even if I don't know think Godzilla, about it. it was still fun to listen to, yeah. Mm-hmm. And think about it. I mean, you get our sweet, sultry voices oh, uh, yeah. in these podcasts. <laughs> Mine's so I mean, calming. I mean, mine. <laughs> I've been in there going, yes, I do love Godzilla. It is amazing. <laughs> great well, stuff mean, i'm going shatner i don't know what this is you get you get compliments worldwide on your voice right right i, I mean do. think about it i've not had compliments from like other countries people in other countries about my voice so mm-hmm. that can go on the resume man that's true that's true i have uh turned on a lot of people with his voice yeah, apparently what am I doing right now? I'm I'm just testing the waters. I'm giving them what just, they want. Oh yes, what they want, baby. Keep coming back. Mm. For those dulcet. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm we gonna, actually I'm do shift. talk about games. <laughs> we do, we do. I and and I've got two more topics before we get into it. Uh-huh. Uh, one really short, but I want I want something recorded on record, okay? So that if okay. I'm right or wrong. But I'm hoping, I, oh, okay. I'm confident I'm right. Okay, so I want it on right. record right now, before this happens, okay? Starting the I've record. talked about, I've talked about that I watched The Masked Singer. I, it's like the one and only reality mm-hmm. show type thing, competition that I watch and actually mm-hmm. find fascinating. Okay. There's a character on there right now, this season, called the Robopine, which is like a robotic porcupine type character, Okay. Okay. I have a guess. And from what I've seen, no one else has made this guess. But last night, I deduced. I figured it out. And I'm mm-hmm. absolutely 100% certain I know who this is. Like Ken Jong would say on Hello. the show. I know exactly who this is. Because I went back and I studied <laughs> his clue package. And, and and wanted to confirm. His what package? Like, they, they have clue packages. So, like, before they come out oh, and sing, okay. they'll throw out clues. And it could be visual clues. Gotcha. It could be something they say. And then sometimes it's not blunt. You know, like, like they're not meant to be, like, uh, if it was, I'm trying to think of somebody. Not right supposed to be head. obvious. Right. It, it's more, like, yeah. surface level. You could look at it and be like, huh. And then a lot of the times... You could look at it and you'd be like, wait a minute. And then there's like a separate meaning that you're not really thinking about it. For example, a Mm -hmm. guy got a mask last week or I guess this past week, whatever. Mark McGrath Mm -hmm. from uh, Sugar Ray. Oh. There was like uh, candy. Yeah. There was like candy uh, wrappers or or candy just hanging around. Sugar Ray. Okay. Uh, Oh, yeah. There was a fly. There was a fly swatter reference to his 
I think one of their songs, Fly. I just want to fly. Oh, that's right. It took me a minute. I was yeah. like, wait, why do I know? Yeah. A wha- so you, a wha- so you a- see, a- they're not, they're not uh, overtly obvious. They're I gotcha. subtle. Okay. Sure. Okay. So this RoboPine guy, he looks like a big dude. Uh, mm-hmm. There have been a lot of these these little clues coming out, like maybe a superhero, maybe action adventure. Uh, last night he was saying he he's looking for uh, that that elusive golden uh, relic, so maybe like an Oscar, an Emmy, something like that. So okay, you yeah, read into it however you want. Mm-hmm. And there was there was a moment where you see like in his package. And the whole thing, mind you, this is where my my wheel started turning. It was very Indiana Jones esque, okay. So keep that in mind. Okay. There was one moment in the clue package where you see the letters M and M standing, like sitting next to each other, like initials. And I was like M okay. M. Hmm. And then all M-M? of a sudden there was like this M M. Okay. So okay. You, someone would think M and M or something like that. But then. Marshall it, Mathers like, did like a, yeah, Marshall Mathers yeah. coming in. There was like a, yeah. a an earthquake thing going or happening in the in the background, and then one of the M's flips over to a W. So now it's M W. And then I was sitting there thinking, that's got to mean something. That's got to mean something. That seems sure, like yeah. more one of the more obvious clues, but it means something. Then there was another clue where he was saying that that kind of indicated he's been he's gone by two names even like his costume robo pine he's not a robot he's not a porcupine he's two things mm-hmm. so then i was my brain had to turn on i was like who has the initials mm or mw and i racked and racked and racked and then suddenly boom a name hit me and then when i started going through all the clues i found mm-hmm. clue after clue it's like it was adding up okay so here it is on record here it is. Okay. So you hearing it here. I'm right calling here. it right now. Right now. Robo Pine is Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg. Bet. Ooh. But wait, you said big dude? How tall He is looks Mark? big. He looks oh. big, but the suit can be deceiving. Okay. Like All right. I've not watched the show, so or, I'll just take your yeah. word for it there. Yeah, okay. They I mean they're they're elaborate costumes, so they can look very you know, bulky or something like that, or they can pat them, whatever they got to do. Sure. But I'm, I'm, I'm putting it here. It is Mark Wahlberg. All right. Action adventure. The, the, the Indiana Jones thing. He's going to be an uncharted. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Two names, Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark. MM. <gasps> oh yeah. M-W. Marky Mark. Yep. 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 All right. There was a line. He said, I've been in a funk. And the funky bunch. And the funky bunch. You see where I'm going with this? Yes. I he think came got from it. a rough neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? Didn't he live in Boston or some shit? Something like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. I got it. Somewhere I, tough. He's got some accent. From yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> so I'm calling it here. So if he gets unmasked weeks from now, I got it on record. Marky. Yes, you do. Mark. And you'll get Mark all Wahlberg. of the attaboys probably for me. No, no. Yeah, because nobody else is going to get it. <laughs> But I just I wanted it on record. Yes, and you have. I, I've called it, so You've I don't come at it. you. Yeah, I don't come at you weeks from now. I'm like, hey, guess what? Mark Wahlberg was on the Mass Singer. And you're like, I called it too. And you're like, sure, sure you did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Because people don't believe pod. me. Yeah, people don't believe go me. Point him to the pod came out April 19th. Go check right. it. <laughs> and lastly, since I, all right, so I've got that on record. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, I want to talk about something that I don't know if we've ever talked about on the show, uh, maybe to a degree, but I found it to be fascinating. I'm, I'm glad that I actually stumbled upon it, which I wish it would have been put in my uh, purview mm-hmm. in a different way than it was. But anyway, I'm sure we're all aware of the controversy about Apu from The Simpsons. Kind you- of, but not... I haven't dove in to like really find out what's going on. But I mean, I've heard like stuff in the past. I mean, you do, you, do you understand... Like where what's where it stems from or what the what the issue is? I've not watched enough of it to really know, and me not seeking out the information, I'll admit that I'm I'm probably not really sure where this is going. Okay, well, the problem with Apu, as it's called, mm-hmm. it's not about. Um, I personally don't think it's about, at least from what I've heard, it's not about the character himself. Okay, like the portrayal of Apu in the show because I personally think at any given point in time they have been very respectful to the history or the culture mm-hmm. of Apu in The Simpsons like you know he's Hindu uh, mm-hmm. the, the, and, and they've never poked fun at his religion it's been more like let's explore that what does that mean to him and mm-hmm. what do the uh cultures of like of arranged marriages meeting in his country and things like that so it's like they've okay. explored these without mocking or poking fun it's like this is who, this is where he comes from this is you his know. life okay the problem stems from the way i see it the problem has always stemmed from hank azaria doing the voice and when he got called out on it like by a an indian uh, filmmaker oh, like actor. he's mocking the um accent or well when when it can't there was a documentary that came out about it ta- trying to explore the problem mm-hmm. and it it really did kind of point the finger at hank azaria as in like he was being racist about it and he got like hank azaria got defensive and rightfully so i feel mm-hmm. because that's I, he did not do this intentionally to be racist. In fact, to his own words, because I actually listened to, uh, this is why I'm bringing this up, he was on Dax Shepard's podcast uh, okay. this past week, and they brought it up. So they were discussing it. And I've heard him say this before. This was a situation where he's a voice actor. Mm-hmm. Producers of the show said, hey, can you do an Indian voice? And he's like, thinking about it, sure. And then, boom, that's how Apu gets started. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, yeah, hey, we're going to do this incredibly racist characterization of this character. Mm-hmm. It was just like, can you do this voice? Sure. Okay. And then you're off to the races. Didn't yeah. think about it at the time. It was just, it's part of my job to do voices. They right. asked if I could do it. I did it. Not thinking about the long-term consequences. Sure. And the long-term consequence is that that voice then becomes a personification of that group of people. Mm. So hearing hearing like the other side of it, 
it's you hear all these stories about these Indian actors, Cal mm-hmm. Penn being a great example, where mm-hmm. he he goes in for a job and they're like, "Hey, can you do that voice? That's the character we want." Dude sounds nothing like that. He sounds like you and I. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have an accent, but they want him to do that because that's what they think an Indian person should be. Mm-hmm. So it becomes that stereotype of, oh, that's how they sound and that's what they sound like. And then people will come up to them on the street and do that voice and be like, oh, yeah, that's what you sound like. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes hate rhetoric. Right. And furthermore, and I didn't even know this, but, and it doesn't surprise me either. This sounds about right. Apu has now become a slur because, you know, people be like, hey, Apu. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's all it has done is kind of create this world of problem for Indian people. And it, it was real fascinating to listen to because, again, he he's he's went out into the world and tried to figure out like because he approached it. From a, from a position of, I don't want to be angry about this. I want to understand what I, what I did wrong and how I contributed to it. And he, that's how he even apologizes. He's like, I, I apologize for contributing to the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize what I was doing, what, what I was creating. Sure. Um, and it, it was really fascinating to listen to, just trying to understand it from both sides. Because even... Like if you're uh, if you've ever listened to Dak Shepard's podcast, his uh, co-host on the show, Monica Padman, she is of Indian descent, mm-hmm. and she she explained it like this because I've heard some of the argument was like, well, people just do voices and and stuff like that, and I was like, fair enough. I mean, I, I get that, but the way they kind of laid it out, if using Hank Azaria kind of used this as a as a an example. You have, like, he's Jewish, mm-hmm. so hearing someone do a Jewish voice, he's like, oh, go big, and then the old Jewish man, and why? You hear that all the time. Sure. And white people are doing that voice. Sure. So it's not really a problem because you hear it all the time, and they're white. So it's just kind of like, eh. Like, like Indian. Like, we can't tell <laughs> at that point. Yeah. But okay. if you look at it from an Indian perspective, how many Indian characters do you know of on television? Mm. Wet socks is, I mean, outside of your, your, yeah, not that many. Okay. And and, I, and I, this isn't to be mean. Like, I, no, no, I can no. think of a few, but, like, unfortunately, I never can remember people's names when I want to. Because I do remember the lovely young woman who had her own TV show that came from The Office, you know. Oh, right? Minnie Kaling? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Or yeah, am yeah, I? Yeah. No, okay. no, no. That's right. Yeah. But you're right. Not enough. Like, and that's yeah. that's the point they were trying to make. It's like, if, if, the, enti- if the entirety of television was, had there was an Indian person just about on every single show. Mm-hmm. And they were that represented on television and so many facets. It probably wouldn't be a big deal because there would be so many facets. Right. You would see so many people of Indian descent, people in general. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess if it was, if there's another uh, race being kind sure of. several, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, obviously there is. In our entertainment. And yeah. I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the, the guy to listen to a hundred percent about this. I'm just, I'm just mm-hmm. throwing it out there from, sure. from where I'm, where I'm hearing it. But if they were represented like white people, 
-hmm. it would be different. But the fact that Apu is essentially the representation of an Indian person, and that's what people think an Indian person is, it becomes problematic. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. So it was really fascinating to hear it from that perspective because I was like, I get that. I get that because that's your only exposure to it. So you think, oh, yeah, all Indian people are like that. Same with like. Which the, it's very unfortunate we would point to a cartoon too to be that but what, representation. Where, but what else do you see? <laughs> but How many I, other I, Indian characters? Just to that point. Yeah. Like that that's the, the thing that we point to as our representation is kind of unfortunate. And you think very about like. Very unfortunate in fact. Chinese, uh, Japanese, Asian and people in general. There was that one stereotype, that one characterization, which I'm not going to do here. But that became. Right. That that common thread is like, oh yeah, you got to talk like this in broken English and sure, be right. No, you're Mr. right, Mr. Miyagi and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been happening for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, I honestly even I don't know if there was it had to be a problem because I don't want to like throw this movie under the bus, but Deadpool, Dopender, he was talking uh, like that, and I thought about it at one time, and I was like. Does he talk like that? And then I saw him in another movie, and he does not. I was like, oh, shit. So, but, I don't know. That, yeah. that's, that's a whole other... We could get in the weeds horn. with yeah, this, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I wanted to throw that out there. Um, if you can, not to... They need promotion over there. <laughs> Armchair <laughs> I mean, expert, but... His, does Dax have 5K for his marketing? Or? Yeah, but... <laughs> Yeah, the, go go listen to that uh, Hank Azaria interview. He even said, uh, and I probably checked this out because I love Brock Meyer. Apparently, they're going to bring Brock Meyer into the podcasting world, so I get to hear Jim Brock Meyer talking about yeah. stuff on a podcast. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. But hey, uh, what you what you been playing this week? All right. Well, I did actually finally start one. Um, as uh, we had talked before, Disco Elysium had that big update in March. And so I wanted to dive back in and see uh, what all has been added. Now, I haven't done a full playthrough. It's a very long game. <laughs> yeah. It's a very long game. Uh, well, at least my very first playthrough was close to 40 hours, I think. Mm. So, I mean, it's it's a good chunk of game. And there's a lot to discover that I'm sure I never did find out in that first one because everything is <clears throat> RNG. So mm. even if I wanted to choose a different... Uh, answer than before the dice is still going to roll and it's still going to decide whether I was successful in that or not so it can it can change you know Um, the voice acting was the biggest thing of course that they were touting and that I could definitely notice because there was voice acting in the uh, the the OG version which I Mm -hmm. hate to say that because it's not even that old of in a game like two years maybe Um, but yeah like 100% I did notice some of the voices changed which I found interesting. So I'm just wondering if like those actors couldn't come back. I'm sure I, this would have been something a cursory Google search would have solved for me. <laughs> uh, but I guess I didn't care enough where I was just like, is that different? Like what happened? Because on some of them, like the voices were kind of smaller anyway. Like one of those where they would say like maybe one or two of the first lines and then you'd read the rest of the paragraph or the character would just be like, I know. And then you read through what it is. So I don't know if I'm making sense on that voice acting where it wasn't you were necessarily they were reading the entire dialogue they would just kind of like start um so good I think it really did add a whole lot more to it uh, with the voices and stuff in there I think having an option to turn it off would be great though 
I don't yeah. know. It just, I guess, depends on your play style since I think this is just the version you're going to get if you update it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Unless you, on Steam, I think you can kick it back to a prior update or something. I don't know how long it stays like that. So if that's something you enjoy, you're going to love it. Um, I haven't gotten far enough to where I've noticed any new side quests or anything like that or how that would go through. Um But again, to be fair, I only played it the once, so I could easily discover a new side quest, probably even before they had the update. Um, But still a fantastic game. Still a fantastic game. I could tell some of it was upgraded. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it wasn't even that old, so I didn't even feel like this was all necessary. I thought the game was wonderful and perfect the way that it was. Um, So you just got a free update. With some new stuff, if you already had it, of course, right, you know, right. <laughs> if you didn't have the game before, you still got to buy it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the only thing I've really had time to dive into uh, this week was uh, I think I got about another 10 hours or so into a new playthrough. I know it came out in March, so I'm slacking, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't, man, it's still such a great game. It's such a great game. If you're into RPGs, man, and you haven't checked this one out, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You've got to check it out. I really do enjoy it. And then, of course, I just played around a little bit on The Sims and, and killed some of them for a minute because I don't know why I was in that mood one day. And just felt like murdering some Sims. Yeah, why just not? like, you know, turn up the autonomy, stupid high, put in some really crazy mods and watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's been my week. <laughs> what have you been playing? <laughs> uh, really, the only thing I played was Nino Kuni Two. I mm-hmm. did uh, finish it, or oh, good. Let me say I beat it. I was going to try and and try to flesh out those last little bits because mm-hmm. I was, you know, doing trophy hunting, and I only have a few. But damn, it's gonna. It's just the it's the lot. it's. I mean, when I try to look at it from one perspective, I'm like, yeah, but would it really take that long? But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but do I really want to do this? Because it's the one thing that would probably take the longest is I think the trophy was uh, finished 10 dreamer doors and dreamer doors are like these doors you can find in the world. And they're like a a set of mazes. So Mm -hmm. some are like, you know, eight floors. Some can go for 18 you know and and you can get through them pretty quick problem is the last dreamer door the enemies are high level and i'm pretty good level like in my 70s but something tells me the boss on this thing will be like 99 and i was just gonna ask what do you know if there's a cap or i i I don't know like i have no I, i can't guarantee like no for for sure that he'll be at 99 but something tells me if this is the last Hard. one and yeah. and this was like a special one he'll be high level and sure. the bosses in these these fights always put me like they're tainted monsters is what they call them and and they really really challenge me and i just don't know if i have it in me you know <laughs> because that means that i've got to go from level 70 Let's say I'm 76. Yeah, it's still 20 levels plus that I've got How to long build. Did it take you to get to 76? Throughout the entire game. <laughs> oh, okay, so yeah, I mean, you have a good chunk. Yeah, and and not only that, but it's just like I even added, like, put on those special, like you'll get those special relics or whatever mm-hmm. to help boost your experience, and it's not, it's not helping. It's not helping at all. 
Or at least it doesn't feel like it. So it's like, if it's going to take this long here, God, I just. Yeah, I almost I don't, think you should just because I think it might be a fun story to listen to. Just go in at 70 and find out. Just, tr- just find out and see. Just and die. <laughs> Just go in. Yeah. I mean, I, I hold my own against Be some of the other enemies. Jenkins. Woo! <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I was looking at it and I was like, I don't okay. know. I, yeah, I got real, real salty about it because <laughs> I do want to play it. I do want to finish it proper because I'm so close. But then there's another part of me which is like, because Friday I just didn't give a damn. I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I was like, I'm gonna take this out. And then I put in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I didn't start, but at <laughs> least I got it uploaded onto my my system, so All it's ready to go. Ready to go, yeah. But in the meantime, I was just like, well, what else can I play while I'm waiting? Because it was a disc game as well, and so was Nino Cooney, so I couldn't have them both at the oh. same time. And, and then. I, I, for whatever reason, I look back on this one game that uh, I don't understand. Like, I couldn't remember why I never got a platinum for this. But it was a Lego Batman game, okay? Mm-hmm. Every Lego game that I've ever played, I do it for specifically for the trophy because it was like, this is easy. Mm-hmm. This is simple. Boom. I can get through it. It's a lot of fun. There's no stress, no nothing. It's just a lot of fun playing with your toys, and then you're done. You get a trophy, and you go home. Mm-hmm. But I never did with this one. And I was like, why didn't I do this? So I started, I went back and I downloaded it. I looked through all the trophies. I was like, why didn't I get this? Because everything was so easy. Yeah. Like everything left was so easy. It was just like, play with these two characters, play with these two characters, win a race with this one character. And I was like, what the fuck? Why, why didn't I do this? <laughs> what <was> I doing? <laughs> so as soon as I got it uploaded, I looked at everything that I had. Uh-huh. And apparently, I, I guess I just got burnt out on the game or something because. I'd beaten the game. I had characters. I didn't have the characters necessary for all these trophies, but it was just like I beat the game and then I was done, which Mm -hmm. was odd. And then as I started getting into the game, I realized I think I know why I put it down because this was the most complicated Lego game I've ever seen in my life. Like they overly complicated every single aspect of this game and I didn't understand why. Like in other, say say all the Marvel ones, and hell, even the last DC one that they did, uh, they give you a free roaming map that you can just go and play. And I was like, I like that. Mm-hmm. This you're on a you're on a space station, and then you have to choose out of like twenty or thirty different spots that you want to go to. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Just no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. So I think I remember why I put it down because it was just so complicated. And I was like, as soon as you started it up, you're like, yep, okay, yeah, Yeah, now I know. Yeah, I just (laughs) I I got frustrated again with it real quick, and I was like, all right, uh, I'm gonna put this down again. Maybe leave a little note in your disc the next time you go. I did that. Oh yeah, I got frustrated. Yeah, Uh, there it is. But (laughs) so I guess this week, uh, barring any, you know what I did? I was supposed to play though. I didn't play it. There was a new Resident Evil demo. Oh, yes, and, there uh, was. Oh, yes, I, there was. Hope, hopefully, I can play it today because I know yeah. it was timed. So, it might be another timed one. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I could or have talked like, about it today. but huh? I said I could have talked about it today, too, and I didn't play it. <sighs> Slacker. Sorry. I didn't say anything. Didn't you didn't play it either. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I didn't intend to, to be fair. I didn't okay. have any attention still. 
I, I like that's one of those things where I like I'll watch people do it all damn day long. Hmm. And when I used to stream, I would stream it because I'm under bright lights and it felt like people were there with me. But I ain't playing a scary game on my own. No, I ain't doing got it. those kind of <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll watch you. How about that? Sure. Uh, okay. s- Steam uh, stream it, and I'll 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 pop in and and watch you play. Okay, <laughs> a whole thirty minutes of it, from what I yeah, hear. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know, we got uh, time for that. Well, <laughs> since that's all we got in the games, uh, what what you got uh, in the news? Tell in us our news. our meat and potatoes of the day. So we actually, there's quite a bit that was going on this week. I tell you, it was almost kind of hard to figure out what I, <laughs> what I felt like chatting about. But mm-hmm. let's get this big one out of the way. I don't okay. know how big it is to anybody else, but we have a new record holder on Twitch now. I don't know if you had seen. I do think this uh, did come up somewhere on the news feed. So yeah. Yeah. So it. Uh, so we now have a new king on Twitch. It seems uh, this past Tuesday, so last week Tuesday, a new record was born as the Twitch streamer who goes by Lud. Lud- Ludwig. I've just started really hearing this guy's name over the last month or so. I feel like he's only been on the scene for maybe a year, a little over, mm-hmm. and just freaking skyrocketed. Boom. Dude's got some talent to keep them people around. So the the streamer Ludwig set a new record for subscriptions as having over 270,000 subs after a 30-day streamathon that he did. <laughs> How does that I, work? I did. I had to look this up because I, I was pretty sure that Twitch had passed a, like when people are doing like 24, 48 hour streams or whatever, like they cut you off after 48 because mm. it's just not healthy. Well, the dude actually just like lived his day apparently for 30 days. Like he streamed, he would do games. He'd take you in the kitchen while he's cooking, eat food, freaking set you up when he goes to bed. A well-rounded day. You just were there hanging out with Ludwig, I guess, for 30 okay. days. Um. So, yeah, I had to look that up myself because I was like, really? For 30 days straight, they let him keep that on? I don't know. But I'm too removed from Twitch anymore also. So there could be new things that have happened that I just don't understand. But as most of you, are, I'm sure, are aware, Ninja was the one who held the record prior uh, with a record at one time of 265,155 subs in one single moment. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, Ninja even tweeted out his congrats, so showing to be a good sport, uh, while also expressing, you know, a little sadness that his record was broken. But uh, hey, to my understanding, Ludwig ended up donating a ton of that money to charity. So um, if you if you really care to break down how much he probably made in that 30 days with subs and donations, he actually pays his uh, mods like a good chunk every single day, too. So it doesn't sound yeah. like... He's just being this greedy man. It's getting donated. He's paying people for their time and apparently doing really well. So there you go. Ludwig now holds the record for the most subs anyone's had on Twitch at a single moment to date. So is this guy sustainable? Like, is is this... Because the 30-day subathon or whatever, sure, everyone's going to kind of jump on board, but... Mm-hmm. And we'll probably see a lot of those. Can he sustain that? I mean, that's always going to be the question, I think, with any streamer, right? Like, um, if you're creative enough to keep reinventing and keep doing new content and keep making things that uh, people are interested to come around and see, sure. Because, I mean, especially if he's only been around on the Twitch scene as long as he has now, I could be wrong about exactly how long. I didn't do a deep dive into his career or anything like that. Uh, But it sounds like... uh, 
caught on to the formula and how to work the internet thing and just kind of skyrocketed uh, from there. So I definitely put him up there with the rest of them. So mm-hmm. time will tell, I think, sure. with any content creator. Um, I think he was also one of the ones that's like, ah, five years and I'll quit or something like that. <laughs> like I see some YouTube people who, you know, talk about streaming and stuff. And so I'll watch those from time to time, try to keep myself apprised of the new meta that might be going on in the, mm-hmm. the streaming world for, for Twitch and everything. And uh, yeah, he's been talked about a lot and been invited on a lot of shows. So definitely, I guess one, I shouldn't say one to watch. Sounds like a lot of people already are. So right. <laughs> check him out. Yeah. Like for me, it seemed like it happened overnight. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know that's never the case when people are that successful on a streaming platform like that. So, but it just, that's how you know they're good, right? When it just seems sure. like, holy crap, where the hell did they come from? And all of a sudden they're big. It's like, you never mm-hmm. saw the grind, but they figured it out. So there you go for the new right. Twitch. We'll see what happens uh, moving forward with more records to be broken. Um, mm-hmm. But let's talk about Sony. I feel like Sony's been in the news a lot lately. Yeah. Good, bad, whatever, whatever you think. Um I know we talked about last week the whole kerfuffle with their developing teams and remakes and who's doing what and shuffling people around. Uh, And interestingly, I couldn't find an update to this, and it's been almost a solid week to date that I saw this story. So I thought for sure I'd see an update to it. But what am I talking about, right? Um, For those who might still be on the PS3, there has been some concerns about whether there's even going to be any update support for that at all moving forward. Um, Some players had reported they don't know. This is why I thought there'd be an update. Was it a server error? Is it a sign of what's to come? Uh, But the PS3 games on some of them are no longer downloading patches at all. Hmm. Now I know a lot of people, PS3, 2006, like you would think it's about time, but with them closing down their other storefronts and all of this kind of stuff, it's just maybe it's making people more sad that their their media, their games that they like might be stuck on these platforms and that they're just gone. Like yeah. they're going to just be gone. No preservation. So, but to, so far we're only looking at a list of about 30 games that have been reported so far from players that we're not accepting patches any longer. Um, and it does seem to matter whether you have the physical versus the digital version. Unfortunately, the physical seems to make up the bulk of this list that's not accepting patches. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, it doesn't seem like physical is going to be the thing to keep you to preserve your game. And I don't think we could say that for many, many years now. Yeah. When mm-hmm. was the last time you bought a game, came home, and there wasn't like a 20 gig patch waiting for you the first day? So they're oh, not yeah. even really giving you the full game on that disc anymore anyway. Um, so that's where I thought for sure Sony would have made some sort of announcement about this between, I want to say I saw this last week, Monday, Mm -hmm. Monday or Tuesday. And I looked up again this morning and still, it's still all my articles are six days old. So whether Sony is looking to kill or it was a server error, I just don't know. So um, although on July 2nd, Sony, when they confirmed that they will be shutting down the PS3 and PSP online marketplaces, I think PSP was August there, right? August uh, yeah, like yeah. 27th or something. Um, so following the store closures, uh, users apparently will still be able to re-download and play previously purchased games. As long as they remain a subscriber to the PlayStation service. That, that, See, you know, and then but, that's... That's but where it's get not you. getting patches. 
I don't know how much longer these games will work beyond the closures. Let's just put it that way. So once the closures start to actually go into place, we're all going to, I guess, be taken for that ride together to see what actually happens. Uh, I, I hate to say this, but it's starting to be more and more obvious why people are starting to really pirate and use emulations and stuff like that. It's like, we want to give you our money for these games, but you're telling us these games are no more and we want to play them. Um, and you almost kind of have to, if you want to get the updates, the pirated version would probably have that, unfortunately. So I'm not saying you should do that, but it's like, if you're not giving us any other option to hold on to our old classic favorites, hmm. I don't blame them in those cases. The gamers, like, I just want to play the game and probably already gave you money for it. Right. And see, so. I feel like there's a difference between what's going on in the video game market versus what's going on in the film market when it comes to piracy. Because when people pirate movies, they're just being cheap and and they don't want to go out and buy them or whatever. But if you take a look at, say, if something went out of print, maybe the studio doesn't see any uh, viability for re-releasing that film for whatever reason on another platform, putting the money forward for it. Other times, it could be rights issues. There could mm-hmm. be, you know, copyright issues with, with sure. something in it, and then they can't secure it, so that's why it's been out of print. I, I ask myself that question about a lot of things. You know, if there's something I'd really, really like to find or see, and I can't find it, it's like, man, why, why is this so hard to get? There may be legal loopholes oh, that yeah, I'm unaware that's of. That's here, here, I don't think that's the case. With rare exception, is it the case? Mm-hmm. You know, something like... Um, Deadpool, when that game went out of print for a while, it was because of rights issues. Yeah, uh, we've seen that before, unfortunately. Even Friday, uh, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, you know. It's another it, good example, yeah. Rights issues, and that's mm-hmm. understandable. But for, for games that like are 100% full-controlled IP, Nintendo doing that bullshit they pulled with Super Mario Brothers. Yep. Why? Yep. Why? People want these games. I know, and it's not that old of a game either. No. But people want... <laughs> like, I just don't understand these choices these bigger companies are making right now. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so confused by it all because even to your point, what you were saying, when people pirate this stuff, when people go on emulations, I mean, they are making a, a, a very, I don't even know what word I'm looking for here, or a, a very particular choice mm-hmm. to say, you don't want this game. And we're going to take it from you. Or maybe you do want it, but you know what? We don't see any reason why we should let you have it. So we're just going to take it away. But I want it. Yeah, but we don't want you to have it. Why? Right. But I why? already had it in some cases, too. Yeah. <laughs> like- so why, why can't you just leave it there and let me get it if I want it? Mm-hmm. Now, if it's costing you money, let me know. You know, maybe we can work out some sort of arrangement. <laughs> Not that you I don't know. know, like put the entire game on a physical <clears throat> version for me to just have after I've already paid for the privilege to have it. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't. I don't know we'll find an answer. I don't get. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't understand it. I feel like there's a there's a reason that they're not explaining because right now there is no good reason to just I, take away a game. Because you think it's not mm-hmm. worth it. Ha- it's not up to you. You released it to me. Let me choose whether or not it's it's worth it to me or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
don't know. I agree. And of course, to like go this long without even addressing it seems kind of weird to me too. I thought for sure by now I'd see some sort of statement from Sony about what was happening with those games or whatever. But unless I'm just blind, y'all, when I was checking it out, all my articles were still dated last week. So I've not seen anything. So I guess time will just tell and we'll have to see after the closures unless sometime this week um, they do come out with what the heck was happening uh, with all the server errors people were getting. I do want to say um, I do believe that Jim Ryan is uh, not uh, he is not a good CEO. Well, he's already come out many times, right, saying that he's not even really understanding why people want to play these old games. He looks at them now and is just like, oh, they look bad. They don't have the good graphics and all, you know, and it's like and you're right, but they can still be fantastic games. Not all of us needs it to be realistic and the most amazing graphics I've ever seen in the world with the most intuitive UI and the most these are they're, they're good games there's but a I reason. lean more towards indie <clears throat> so I feel like you don't need mm. all of that stuff to make an amazing game you know you no. just don't sometimes it could just be maybe some emotional attachment they have to it maybe it brings right. them joy for whatever reason you don't know dude just because right. the graphics are not the best in the world you don't know what that game means to some people and taking mm-hmm. it away is just it's cruel in a, right in a and weird i'm just like way. sad that you're a, you know at a gaming company just knocking games I don't care if it's old or new. (laughs) Like, embrace our culture. And some people like retro games. They want to hang on to it. They threw their hard-earned money at it already. They should get to play it. His opinion on, well, I don't understand. It doesn't matter what you think. It's listen to the fans. Mm -hmm. They're complaining Mm -hmm. about it. Guess what? Do what they want. They're the ones that are going to be paying your bills, dude. Right? Ugh. Ugh. We can go on for days. So hang on to that. We'll see what happens um, in due time. I guess we'll check after July and <laughs> yeah. see what happens. Uh, let's see. Square Enix had a little bit of a, a a fun little, I'm not sure if it was a rumor coming around yet, um, but Bloomberg reported that Square Enix surged in Tokyo last Friday for their, um, for their uh, percentage. They rose 12 percentage points that day on the market. Yeah. The biggest it had in eight months. Why? Apparently, there was a story going around that Square Enix was having potential buyers and even put out a statement. (laughs) Supposedly, Bloomberg put out an article that people were looking into wanting to buy Square Enix and all this stuff, which supposedly gave people more confidence. I guess it boosted their their sales in the market. But uh, Square Enix has since come out saying, um, yeah, we weren't going to do that. We're not sure what's going on here but um from square (laughs) enix themselves they're like we do not consider selling off the company or any part of its businesses nor have we received any offer from any third party to acquire the company or any part of its business so it's just i don't know if this was just some weird leak that bloomberg got hold of and kind of blew it out of proportion or square enix was like ho 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 wait a minute no we're supposed to know about that yet mm-hmm. we got to put on go a pr thing here uh but i mean it has been a record year for them um in gaming um but i i feel like it's been a record year for a lot of people right most most oh, yeah. people were stuck at home um and looking for things to pass their time and gaming was definitely a big boon this year for a lot of people uh but again another rumor time will tell but for now it looks like square enix just plans on holding on and, and continuing on with what they're doing <laughs> i just found that interesting like 
little yep. kerfuffle for like a day or two. And Square was like, wait a minute. Nobody was buying us. What's going on? So I don't. Yeah, it's. That would have been like if they were if they'd been having a rough patch uh, of of time where where games weren't just doing, but they I mean Final Fantasy VII just came out right. I mean, right. and that was huge. And I so, believe they're still working on the next iteration. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, no. I feel like it was chaos for a day. Maybe maybe it was somewhat related because they they were responsible. They were the publisher for. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, so that was a hit. Yeah, or at least their indie spinoff studio or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, Crystal Dynamics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I think that one's going to, yeah, well, I'm actually impressed it's still going on. They're going to keep making stuff for it, apparently. They keep pushing it out. Uh, I mean. I should have gone back to look, because I I imagine that that patch has been updated already where it's making it harder for people to level, or I wonder if they mm -hmm. decided to even go through with it. should have Who looked knows? it back up <laughs> i feel i mean this could be this could go one of two ways either it goes the way of anthem or it goes the way of no man's sky i would hope that maybe they could turn it around right but i, I don't see that happening <laughs> it's another where just time will tell it's so funny mm. i feel like this whole year We've just had to kind of go, let's see, because we can't put anything on a timetable anymore. Mm. Um, And this one I just threw in because I found it interesting. So have you, I'm sure you've heard of the MOBA Path of Exile, right? Yes. Okay. So Path of Exile 2 is coming out soon. Uh, But last week, uh, the game saw its latest expansion drop called Ultimatum. It had the same woes of Outriders, though, where gamers were just stuck in queues for egregiously long waiting periods to be able to play. But there was a big difference here. It didn't affect everyone equally. In fact, paid streamers that Grinding Gears game bought for the launch of the expansion were allowed in immediately. (laughs) Now... Since there were, so this is how they kind of did it. And I'm sure a lot of people are aware of this. Maybe you're not, um, you know, sometimes streamers are paid to help promote a game. This is probably a very well-known thing. They might get paid for a certain amount of time to play the game. Well, there, this was no different. They had streamers allotted for two hours worth of streaming the game to show it off. Um, So with that said, they were allotted two hours that they were paying these streamers to do. But okay. if you were going to be waiting an hour to get in the queue, how much showing off are these streamers going to do? So that said, as as he put it, or the devs, devs, uh, it was just like lighting a bunch of money on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they couldn't show it off in that two hours, they were paid to. So they made a rash split second decision to just bump those streamers on up in the queue and let them get into the game so they could be playing the game and show it off. Now. Mm-hmm. I kind of see the reasoning here. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. You paid for promotion. You need it to work. You want to show off your game. <laughs> like, right. I kind of get it. All right. Um, it's probably bad PR if you're just watching a streamer in a queue the whole time. But the dev team did say and stressed most streamers didn't ask for that treatment, which in my mind, just knowing how entitled some streamers are, even like 100 follower Andes, I'm pretty sure they probably did. But mm-hmm. he wanted to stress most did not ask for this special treatment, which does not mean not all. Uh, but I, cause I just love that that was put in there, but I, uh, whatever. So it seems like they did have to apologize. Um, 
probably learned a pretty valuable lesson in transparency to maybe always have it. Um, so that didn't, of course, go over well with those who were watching because uh, how are you getting in? I'm not... I'm, doing the same thing i don't know i know this is probably where i'll get hate for it. it's like i almost kind of don't blame them i know it's bad i know it's bad but i also know you were paying for promotion that true it's just been like i guess we paid them for two hours and they're not even going to get to play but that's a whole other issue you got to worry about with your cues then then like why is it taking so long for people to be able to get in and all this kind of stuff because i don't think it's a player problem I feel no, like no, the no. game's held pretty strong, you know. Uh, oof. So just oof. Careful yeah. on that. I don't know. Let's end it on uh, the news. Let's talk about the Nintendo Indie World Showcase. We love okay. indie here. Uh, they did have their showcase this week. Now, I'm not going to talk about every single game. So if I skip one that you enjoyed or whatever, of course, chime in. Uh, because it, it was long enough that we'd be here the rest of the pod. Sure, and we discussed sure. every single game. But... Um, we love highlighting indies. Now, one of the first ones, Road 96. Mm-hmm. I'm still excited for this game. Uh, it, it was the first one up that was uh, showed off in the game, which is a narrative-based game, which is lauded many different ways to play. Now, I understand lots of narrative games tout this now. So many mm-hmm. different paths, so many different endings, all these different things. Uh Digi art, Digit's art. I'm so sorry. Digit's art is, is the is the dev team creating it. But this is a procedural narrative game based on road trip movies in the 90s. So the concept is just still very intriguing to me because it's claiming thousands of paths to take here, y'all, because of this mm-hmm. procedural generate. I, mm-hmm. I just I don't know, but I'm in. I want to see. Mm. Uh, I know. I'm just really curious because, I, I mean, it may not be unique, but I feel like I haven't heard of, like, a procedural-based narrative game that can have that many different ways to go. Just, I have to see it. I have to. And I guess where I, I guess my big question there is, okay, so you say thousands, but what kind of variations are we talking about? Because you could say thousands and be like, oh, yeah, but then you have a very – very similar ending to one that you had and only one minor right. thing has changed. I'm a like, line oh, so. of dialogue got added or taken away. Yeah, yeah so that feels a little misleading. But they put it out there. It was in their trailer. So I'm going to go with what they say they're going to put out. Um, so I guess we'll be able to check it out later this year, although they did say at the beginning of the Indie Showcase, and we've been saying it all year, but probably needs to be said again all of these dates are subject to change because everyone's still trying to get themselves back on track because of you know the thing that everyone had to deal with for the last Mm -hmm. year year and a half so um all dates are subject to change but supposedly it's due out later this year okay uh aerial knights what do you think that actually it was a that runner had the the really cool art style i don't know runner game had a really awesome soundtrack. I feel like that was going to be the one that like. Trying to remember that one. I know uh, I saw it. Uh, I, I mean, there wasn't like a whole lot to go off of, you know, to mm-hmm. get an understanding. Um, so it's a runner. It has the 3D side scrolling also with like the parkour elements in it and a Tokyo style Detroit, which so is an interesting like little backdrop that they had going on. Um mm-hmm. 
May 19th is the date right now that they're aiming for for its, its release. And there's actually a demo now. So you can go check that out if you oh, want. Nice. Aerial Knights. Go check it out if you want. Uh, I, I can get into a runner from time to time. And that one looked interesting. And if their soundtrack really is as awesome as it was in the trailer throughout the rest of the game. And that is a big selling point they're trying to sell you on is how awesome the soundtrack is. This could be really good. You know how that can help make or break a game. Oh, yeah. I mean, show. take a look at uh, Aerial Knight. Is that what you said? Aerial uh-huh. Knights, yeah, Got with it. like a K. So he's like the knight. No, I didn't like see nighttime. this. I want to say it was the second or third one on there. Wow. But yeah, I think you would dig I it. Do. Yeah, I like the art style already. Yeah. And okay, okay. I would definitely give it yeah. a go. So hopefully May 19th will be the date that it comes out. That's what they're aiming for right now. Uh, let's see. Last stop by Annapurna made another appearance. I know, I think I've been seeing this one now off and on for a little bit now. Um, there's not really a whole lot much more to say about it. Cause I feel like we've talked about it a lot. I, it's another one that yeah. I'm excited for. Um, I like Annapurna. I feel like so far they've done solid stuff. So, um, I also like the art style. It's another narrative game. It might just be a good year for lace. I don't know with all these F and V's narrative and RPGs coming out. I might have me a nice little full year coming up. That art style has, uh... It reminds me of something, but I can't put my finger on it. Like another game looks just like it. Not, I mean, they're not made by the same people or anything, but no. there's just something about the art style that looks very familiar, and I, I don't know what it is specifically. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe a little. No, Telltale even had more of like a hand-drawn kind of. Yeah, I mean, like the, almost yeah. claymation, but not clay i don't yeah i don't know how to describe that art style i like it but oh yeah no 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 probably a legit name for it that um that we should probably know being in the gaming news industry and everything (laughs) i don't know but yeah i'm I'm digging the art style too i guess i guess i could see where you're talking about telltale like there's some aspect to it but they're they're not they don't have that hand-drawn right look to them as well but something about their features kind of resembles it somewhat yeah i don't know i've not i I definitely had been checking this one out for a little bit now i don't remember when i first heard it announced but it seems like we're coming up close um last stop is aiming for july i don't i don't even remember seeing a day in july i just saw like july 2021 so hopefully um in the next few months we'll see that one coming out Hmm. um the next one that caught my eye the longing uh, it, it, it was simply on its usage of time for this one. Now, we've seen this before with Stay. And I think mm-hmm. you and I were kind of talking about this a little bit, just like on our own the other day. Um, so this game is no different in its usage of time in the fact that once you've started the game, the time starts. And whether you're playing it or not, the time keeps moving along. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's for 400 days. Yeah. I'm not joking. Like, I I thought for sure that was a lie. But no, it's a 400-day-long game. So (laughs) you play as this lonely shade. Now, the the, the story behind it was actually kind of interesting to listen to the developer talk about how they got the idea for it. Um, So you're playing as the lonely shade who's the last servant of a king who once ruled an underground kingdom. So the developer explained it. It was like a lore in his country. He was out on a hike and encountered um, a cave that was linked to this old legend. 
that now he is birthed into a game. So in the story, the king has fallen asleep for 400 days to regain his power, and you play the shade whose duty it is to stay until the king wakes up. So apparently, yeah, if you want to just start it and come back over a year later just to see the end, you could do that, I guess. But um, I don't think there's going to be a ton of replayability with this one, but uh, it may not have even been in their mind when they did it. Uh, But the concept is unique. It is a concept, like I said, I've seen before, not in this length, of course. Um, So I'm kind of on the fence. But the 400 days was interesting enough. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know what they put in to fill your 400 days if you legit wanted to play a little bit each day and that's that's where my opinion of it kind of veered off a little bit because when i was looking at it it looks like a gorgeous game oh yeah and i was just like oh yeah this looks great but then when you start looking into it when i heard the 400 days i was like to what to what degree are you saying 400 days that i gotta play like i didn't re- like it wasn't until we had that conversation it became 400 days in real time yeah and even before that like as soon as i finished watching the trailer i was like this seems like an exercise in tedium like i don't know if i would want i don't know if i want that because again looks great but Mm -hmm. if all i'm doing is walking around this cave or whatever the hell this thing is and there's nothing to do then why am I playing this game? <laughs> and it could just be a case of this is just not one that speaks to the way we like to game at all. And you might find this absolutely fascinating. Maybe you like just smaller little games. This might be one of those perfect things for like, oh, I've got like an hour to kill and I don't feel like really getting in detail with something. I'll yeah. go mine and keep my cave going for a while or something. Sure. But I guess in a year we'll find out what the beat rate is because I'm <laughs> kind of wondering what the... um. The, the completion rate would be on that game. But funny enough, if you go on Steam, it has some pretty high marks. Well, then there you go. Maybe so we're just, just not the audience, man. I that's that's what I'm 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 curious to know if maybe there's more to it. Like they're they're pitching it to you one way, but maybe there's more to it than meets the eye. I feel like there would have to be. Right? Yeah, <laughs> not because just like here's a game that you play for 400 days. Bye. You yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, you can come back and check them out. If not, it doesn't matter. Whatever right. you want to do. Whatever it, you want to do. There has to be more. There has to be. And and I, maybe... And it's been out on PC already since March. Yeah. So... I just... I, I've, you feel like if it was that simple and, and there's nothing more to it, then people would just be like, this is a terrible game and I hate it. Because oh, yeah. it just sounds dull in that just that, it really that does, premise alone. But also, The Sims is also pretty popular, and you try to pitch that like you just play people doing laundry and vacuuming up and having children. This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I have to keep snapping myself back into it's like. But they're living. Pretty... But they're living the life you wish you could live. Exactly, and I can torture them if I yeah. want. <laughs> right. You are God. <laughs> oh, man. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. I don't know. It's just, it really doesn't sound like for me. Um, but, you know, to each their own. Go check it out if that sounded interesting to you, because who knows? Who mm-hmm. knows? You might love it. Um, the other one that caught my eye, though, Shredder's Revenge, though. Yes. Yo. I want oh. some classic Ninja Turtles. I'm I was kind of hoping that maybe this will lead to a remake of some of those old ones. Of course, I think those are from Konami, and we all know so, how actually. Konami is. 
But yeah. So. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <sighs> but but hey. this feels like it's really going to scratch that itch. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're using the classic design. They're using the p- classic pixel art style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realize kids today or the new generation of gaming may not appreciate it as much. I don't know. For all I know, maybe you will. Maybe you will. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't even know I wanted it until I started seeing the trailer a while back. Right? So it comes out later this year and I'm ready for it. It's Hell just, yeah. oh, the nostalgia bump, man. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy they decided to stay with the classic style and everything. Like, I didn't even know I wanted it. Did you ever play the the original game in the arcade? Mm-hmm. God, yes. So much. I even yeah. had, um, I bought it on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So... You know, only two of us could play. But, sure. uh, like, me and my niece and nephew, oh, my God, we play that game so much. So much. I've probably beaten it so many times. I I think my first exposure to it is, like, I don't even know why we were there specifically, but it was like an arcade down in Asheville, mm-hmm. and I had never seen it. So as soon as my I laid eyes on it and just was like, <gasps> like, I lost my mind. I was like, oh, my God, this is, oh, my God. Right? So. Oh, it really is fantastic. Actually, we have a bar here in Chicago mm-hmm. that um, you can still play old arcade games and everything like that. And I want to say that's still there. They opened was... one down here, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fantastic. We actually went with the, you know, when I was still streaming, the Mixer stream team I was on, we had NedgeCon, is what we mm-hmm. called it. Because <laughs> Nigellin's the leader, you know, she got us all together here. And uh, yeah, we went down there and it was fun. They had like a lot of classic ones. They had some newer ones even. They even had Mortal Kombat 11. I'm pretty nice. sure it was like a PlayStation probably inside the sure. machinery or whatever to look like an arcade. And I did the same thing. Just kept kicking and mm-hmm. beat the guy I was playing. Ha ha. You know, the cheesy way. We were like, mm-hmm. hoot, 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 hoot. And they can't quite get in there because I had Stop time. spamming. Yeah. Stop it. We've only got two buttons here, all right, man? Leave me alone. <laughs> we have a joystick and two buttons. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Skull. That looked up your alley if you're going to ask me of a game that screamed Steven. Skull. Heck, Skull. even I love Dead Cells, which I got Dead Cells vibe from this. Wait a minute. So yep. I do I remember seeing that. Dig Skull. it. Yeah. Um, another, like, brutal... <laughs> 2D side scroller. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's another one that I could see myself really getting into for like a week or two, and then probably getting too upset at it and like needing a long break, like I did with Dead Cells. Because I mean, I went head first in Dead Cells for like a month, man. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally got to the last boss, I felt accomplished enough that I was like, you know what, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I got done. It. I feel accomplished. You know. I think the last one of those I played was Hollow Knight, and I was just like, eh. I liked that one though. I just I got did. mad at it because I was like, I, uh, I don't want to. It's hard. Want to do this? And and you know what? I love platformers. Like you give me the right platformer, Mega Man X. I don't know why I love playing that game, but yeah. the first three at least. The rest of them not so much, but at least the first three. Like mm-hmm. I, I play them all the time, and I, I just I can barrel through them. Like I got so good at it. Yeah. And I know this is kind of in that same vein in a way, but it's yeah. just like. I don't know. There's something about it. It's just not keeping me intrigued. Yeah, that's fair. It's not for everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. I never did a full beat. Like, I, 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 I never managed to do all those special side bosses and stuff that mm-hmm. you find that would get you the quote-unquote good ending for the game. So I right. just did, like, a regular 
play. <laughs> so like some of those side bosses just got left, <laughs> you know, um, and I felt proud enough of myself for just doing that much. So, you know, teach their own. Uh, <laughs> sometimes that's the only way I can judge it. It's like, do I feel accomplished? Perfect. Um, Labyrinth City, Pierre the Maze Detective. That looked kind of interesting. Only because of the Where's Waldo-ish art style. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's just unique. I hadn't seen something like that before. And it kind of, I guess it was trying to be like a platformer-ish, top-down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, kind of like a hybrid of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll wait to see more of it fleshed out later on. Um, I don't know if it threw out a date. If it did, I was dumb and didn't write it down. Uh, I think it's just summer is all it's saying Yeah, right like now. this year or next year or spring, year or excuse like me. That. Oh, spring. Spring. Okay. So maybe in the next month or so. Okay. I was like, I just, for whatever reason, didn't write the time down on that one, and I don't know why. <laughs> and then the, this one's just for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you did these and liked these games or not, but the House of the Dead remake... I yeah. kind of think looks fun because I played the crap out of that one in the arcades for whatever reason. I do remember I playing it. I loved playing that game. I don't remember ever getting too terribly far because, my God, you needed a lot of quarters. Sure. It was timed <laughs> from mm-hmm. what I remember. You know, like, so you had, like, I don't know, a minute to get through your on-rails situation, you know, shooting those zombies, and then you had to put in quarters if you wanted to keep going. Or, mm-hmm. obviously, if you got overwhelmed... It's such an easy concept, but I remember playing the crap out of that at the arcade. That and my Ninja Turtles, man. That's where I went to. Bang, bang. Kick, kick, bang, bang. uh, Oh, I loved it. I did. (laughs) I don't know why. Uh, So did I skip any you want to talk about? There was only one other one that I remember seeing that it intrigued me Mm -hmm. because I don't know what it is. So when it's advertised well enough that I can be like, Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know a little bit more about it. It's called There Is No Game, Wrong Dimension. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever they were trying to say within, like, I don't know if it's a bunch of mini games or yeah. a competition game. Or, like, I'm not quite sure what it is, but I'm curious enough. And I guess it's already out, mm-hmm. matter of fact. so Some of them were, like, that day or dropping the demo that day mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, so. So perhaps I can just uh, go and, and take a look at it. But it looks like... Yeah. Uh, what is what is the WarioWare, where it was a bunch of mini games or something oh. like that? That's what it felt like to me in yeah, a okay. in a way, but I could be wrong. So I'm digging it up right now. It says it's go. a point and click comedy adventure, which I've never heard that. Hey, uh, incredible it, yeah. 3D graphics that are flat, completely flat, and very pixelated. <laughs> Almost I'm sure fu- that's supposed to be a strong boy, right? Yeah. Uh, almost fully voiced, may contain traces of foreign accents here and there. Uh, solve riddles that require you to think outside the box. Hint system included because you can't think outside the box. Shorter than an MMORPG, which leaves you plenty of time to finish some real good games. Uh, discover the top ten oh best God. walls. The fourth one will surprise you. Motion... <laughs> Motion sickness free, which is pretty remarkable for a non-VR experience, uh, contains tons of bugs because it's supposed to be like that, and a lot of other surprises. Okay, I'm all right. now. I really you want to play what? this game. I'm mad at myself for not seeking out the description. Yeah, I want to play this game even more. Now, now. it sounds fantastic. Yeah. So 
just looking at some of the the screenshots um it just like there's one screenshot that looks like it came straight out of the legend of zelda uh link to the past but i don't know who this kid is sitting okay. here so again that's where i get that that WarioWare thing and then you've got yeah. this other it looks like a puzzle going on and one uh, this looks i don't even know like a, a detective game that i've played before those point and click detective games like sam and max or something oh I, yeah yeah i want to play this game now i'm gonna i'm gonna i think that's that's gonna be my there next there you go i needed steven to sell it to me there yeah there we go so yeah that does sound fun sure <laughs> <clears throat> Excellent. Well, that's my headliners. Let's do just a few little quickets here okay, that okay. I managed to scrounge up for this week. I'm telling you, there was a lot. I had mm-hmm. to do some editing. So if there's some big time stuff that you were like, Lace, why the hell did you not mention it? Um, I guess at me on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. Tell me what I did wrong. Hey, do you want um, this show so to be three hours for Christ's sake? You want it to be three? I mean, I'm already. We yeah, can do yeah, it. <laughs> we can. We can talk forever. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Sony's PS5 is now the fastest selling console in history in the u.s anyway Mm -hmm. um which is odd since i only know you who's managed to get one but whatever uh and todd yes i do Mm -hmm. i do i guess i know todd our long lost brother yeah i don't know if he even listens todd do you listen i feel like he does sometimes so todd if you're out there listening message me when you hear this (laughs) if you answer this i know you still love us if you don't well i'm just gonna have to jump to conclusions Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chirp, so chirp. he's got a PS5, <laughs> uh, but it is what it is. Uh, so this is now achieved in dollar sales, though, as well as as unit sales. So in March 2021, it was still behind the PS4, but barely. And mm-hmm. then I guess April hit and it's it's now the fastest whatever, which is true. I could see it go like, oh, it's on sale at 2 p.m. Eastern. And I refresh the website and it's sold out. I'm like, Jesus, mother, good. So I give up. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's up. getting frustrating. For like a year. I think I need to just give up for a year. Because, um, damn, store. I'm not going to have anything left to game on with these. Fr- anyway. You're going to have to go to a store. I'm telling you. If they even are in there anymore. <laughs> but you brought this to my attention. We had more casting news on The Last of Us HBO series. Mm-hmm. As Gabriel Luna is now set up to play Tommy who is Joel's younger brother and former soldier in the game. Uh, Luna has been seen previously in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Robbie Reyes. And honestly, I guess that looked like the biggest one that people would know. If you're familiar with Gabriel Luna, I admit I was not. Um, So this was kind of one of my first diving into uh, checking him out. Uh, But the casting so far has been good. So I have no doubt that his casting choice was probably also a very good casting choice. And we'll have to wait and see. I will speak to his uh, abilities. I think it's a good choice. Okay. I, so. I can trust it so far because so far the ones they've lined up, I respect as actors. So this will this could mm-hmm. be interesting to say the least. Um, yeah. And I kind of hope they do do their own thing to keep it more interesting for those of us who have played the game and have seen the story in its best form. So, yeah, so far so good. I, I don't have any uh, qualms about it yet. Mm. Uh, let's see. For those of you who love Days Gone and went, dang it, why couldn't I play it on PC? Well, now you can on May 18th Woo. in ultra-wide 4K if you want to, too, Ooh, apparently. Look so, at you, fancy. I'm telling you. For those of you who have something higher than HD, um, I'm still on 1080p, baby. Woo-woo. Yeah. And I've, I've only been on 1080 for the monitor for like three years now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm behind I want- the times. <laughs> I'll say this. I mean, 
the 4K, some people may see it. Maybe my eyes aren't what they used to be, but it's... I don't know that I would be able to tell. It's like from from 720 to 1080, yeah, Mm -hmm. I can tell. I can tell. Sure. 1080 to, was it 1260 or 2160? Something like that. Or... Nah, it's, I think it's just making things smaller. Well, it, <laughs> it it's fine detail. And look, it looks great. But I don't know how much better you could. Because when they're talking about 8K. Yeah, I think. Like, I guess I'd have to see it. So much. Yeah. No, I think they just know that they're good at selling things. And we'll hear 8K and just assume it's better. And talk ourselves mm-hmm. into thinking that it does look better. And spending $8,000 on the new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I, I mean, at this point. Like the 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 main thing that I'm looking Unless at. Unless right you're gonna now, have them step into my home and do it for me live, I don't know how much better. It can no, look, no, no, no. <laughs> you know. I mean, the only thing I'm looking for right now that I'm trying to upgrade is the sound. So if you're telling me mm-hmm. that you've got it remastered and the the greatest sound imaginable, then I want to have the best sound system to go along with it, and I want to have that experience. You know. Yeah. Like when I'm watching Godzilla versus Kong, I want to hear that shit rumble my room, baby. Hell yeah what you're there for mm-hmm. monster fights let's get it <laughs> all right let's see here mass effect legendary edition i, I have to talk about this for a sec mm-hmm. i know it's a quick it but i might have lied a little bit so <laughs> i am looking forward to this <clears throat> coming soon but did you see the side by sides for mass effect yeah the legendary edition the 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 remake they're doing of the trilogy i guess not <sighs> I kind of thought the old one looked oh, better. Oh, no, you did show me that. Yeah, yeah, that was that picture you showed me. Yeah, I was it, a little uh, concerned. Yeah, it looked worse. Like, it they should have been Like the swapped. other way around, right? Yeah. So now I'm getting a little concerned if I'm going to be playing it in its best version. Maybe I shouldn't be, but I have kind of stepped out from it a little bit because I didn't want to get a lot of spoilers. Because, yes, I know the game is that old, but I still haven't played it. And I was mm-hmm. talked into now waiting since we had this remake coming out. Um, of the entire series, and I said, okay, so I will. Um, not all of them look that bad, but I, uh, mm. enough of them looked worse, in my opinion, that I'm a little concerned. I don't know. That's understandable. I don't know. We did have Andromeda, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying all of this just from the Hubbaloo. Again, not from personal experience. I still plan on playing it when it drops, because I do want to play it. I've been been kicking myself for not having for so long. But I guess we'll see when it's in front of my own eye holes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so is Nintendo and Microsoft now, Monkey, doing a little something-something? I don't, Maybe. I don't know. As we talked before, all of those hints that Phil Spencer likes to drop on his shelf when he does any kind of announcement for anything. Mm-hmm. So now we've seen a switch on this said shelf. Yeah. So now, of course, we're speculating, right? Like, what does this mean? Are they coming together for something? Is Game Pass going to be available on the Switch? Maybe. Or is Switch games and Nintendo games going to come over to Microsoft? Maybe. We don't know. We're all left to speculate um, that some sort of collaboration is probably happening at this point. And for all I know, it could be just some canon Microsoft character going in a Smash Brothers game. I don't know. But we have speculated (laughs) this at one time. I know we had a truth or trash at one point where it was that the game Game Pass is going to come to the Switch. So this is I forgot about that until you just said it. But, I mean, this has been some time. Yeah. So, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. This has come up. 
Okay, see? I think now we're really paying attention to that shelf because enough mm-hmm. things have come true now that we're like, we're on to you, Spencer. Mm-hmm. We're on to you. I don't know. Maybe it's just fun to start rumors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, our Resident Evil 4 announced a VR version. Which I guess was the best approach. Why not? Because we've, we've done the others it's interesting so, to me that four was chosen. I don't know. Cause like, I'm kind of curious to see how this translates into VR. Granted it's on the quest too. So I'll never know, but, um, you know, some of those boss fights in VR, yeah, like, be kinda... I don't know. I'd have to see how well they manage to keep everything together. Cause I feel like that could be. <laughs> so, so <laughs> is this, is this supposed to be the remake thing that they were talking about, or is that well, still happening? Well, I feel like there was two versions. So they were remaking it, but then they're also doing it for uh, on okay. VR for the Quest 2. Gotcha. I did not hear about it coming to any other VR platform at this time. If I'm wrong, again, correct me. But as I was reading, it seemed like it's only for the Oculus Quest 2. Yeah, that's all uh, I saw. So, um, although if we want to check it out, April 21st, apparently they're doing a live event Um on their uh, Facebook and Twitch to show mm-hmm. it off a little bit more. So I believe there will be a, or is the demo out now? I, there might be a demo for it now. So if you already have the Oculus Quest 2, you can check it out. Um, I just thought 4 was the interesting choice to me. I don't know why I thought 4 was such an interesting choice because it was just kind of like its own thing in the series, I feel mm-hmm. like. Like you had 1, 2, 3, and then four just kind of did its own thing. And then we had five and six where they like totally deviated from like the formula and mm-hmm. then kind of back on track with seven. But now we're first person. I don't know. And then now whenever eight or village, sorry, village, village. Mm-hmm. right. Um, speaking of village, um, which we actually already kind of touched on a little bit earlier, uh, was that the. But the big announcement was Mercenaries mode is coming back, which apparently uh, yeah. totally just punched the microphone into my face. Did you see that? <laughs> I like, did. wow. I don't even know how <laughs> I manage that. <laughs> like, got I excited. over here. All right. So if you guys just heard a clink on the microphone, I'm sorry. I just smacked myself in the face with it. But anyway, Mercenaries <laughs> mode, uh, which is a series long running arcade action mode. Uh, so there was a shop being added also called the Duke's Emporium, which you can access between zones to purchase weapons and upgrades. Uh, there will be some new additions to the mode as well, and people seem excited for it, and I am happy for you. Good. So apparently that was a really fun thing in 5 and 6, especially when they introduced like the multiplayer and all that kind of stuff, and so now it'll be back with 8. I did like Mercenaries in 4. Like I, I wouldn't play it all the time, but it, it, was, it was a fun little... Uh, thing to do just to kind of mm-hmm. mess around with the game so i never played that i played the regular version i think multiplayer with a buddy of mine Pfft, it's been years ago now whatever mm-hmm. six i guess was kind of new five and six um but yeah i don't remember if we played that mode it might have been because i was stuck without him for a really long time and the timer kept clicking and i'm like i have no idea where i am on the map i don't know how to get back to you i can't even find the enemy mm-hmm. i mean a lot of beer might have come into play as well as Perhaps. why I wasn't playing this game well, but whatever. Um, uh, moving on, Twitch's bot crackdown happened again on some fake accounts that, you know, people like to do to artificially inflate their accounts, their follows. Uh, but actually, this time it did cost a lot of streamers in their account. But you can decide whether it's a big deal or not if they were fake people. But it's arguable that they lost anything. 
from me since they weren't legit in the first place. But Twitch announced it was taking action against a supposed seven and a half million plus accounts that was suspected of follow botting or view botting. And Twitch warned you might see a sudden decrease in numbers. And uh, they were right, as some streamers reported hundreds and sometimes thousands of losses. Uh, but the biggest streamers, one of which is XQC, lost supposedly now about 2.6 million followers. Uh, Soda Pop and another huge one lost three mil. But Ninja, interestingly, only about 200K. Hmm. So I guess he never got as botted or anything as some of the other ones. I don't know. Uh, I expected all the huge streamers to lose a ton because it's not just like streamers don't always buy it. Sometimes right. people maliciously bought a streamer and everything like that. Um, so if you've heard a big kerfuffle about it, then they've just outed themselves, I guess, as having a bunch of bots. I don't know. <laughs> So uh, if you don't go on the Twitterverse complaining about it, um, I don't know. So long overdue to purge some accounts if it happened to you and you're like, crap, where did all those go? Just take faith they weren't real people. Mm -hmm. You know, like your your accounts are now more accurate. You know, um, Instagram needs to do that because I don't know if you saw this, but when I posted uh, this week's icon, like within I love it so much. the moment I posted it, three comments, identical comments from three different bots. And I'm like, what the, what is this? Yeah, it's bad, huh? Like, I don't even know where they came from. Promoted here, promoted here, promoted I here. I think they can set bots up to like scour for certain hashtags or just certain things in the description. And then they like latch onto it. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I really like your uh, post. You know, it's always something stupid like that where they're trying to make you think it's a human. But then they can't even speak English because it's right. just like. Well, it's me- probably just a bot readout. Yeah. Me am like your post. It's right? great. Please promote here, Moan. Please thumbs up for me too. Uh, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, it's pretty bad. You get it. I just delete them. I'm like, I I'm should've. not going to have you advertise on, on my stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't post enough on Instagram or anywhere really anymore. I'm a, I'm a bad internet user. All right. This quick, it makes my heart hurt. Okay. <sighs> GPU chips shortages could last until 2023. No, no. This is coming from the manufacturers themselves. I'm so heartbroken. I feel we're all just becoming impatient for our goods. Mm-hmm. And the scourges of the electronics world that are scalpers has made this hobby almost impossible and even more expensive than it already was. And then, of course, we're fighting Bitcoin farmers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm getting angry. I want you people to leave my damn graphics cards alone so I can get one for a regular price end rant uh but <laughs> uh coupling that of course with the pandemic uh, a manufacturer of the hardware for the likes of apple qualcomm amd and nvidia which is tsmc reported that the global shortage of semiconductors is now the culprit that could stretch well into 2022 uh the ceo adding that the company hoped to be able to see more supplies release a bit come 2023 so we will all continue to struggle to find new cards heck even those old ones that you probably wouldn't even considered purchasing in the year 2021 heck i even heard a rumor they might even start releasing their 1080 ti series cards again just to help get people cards okay (laughs) like i'm so sad Mm -hmm. i am so sad i want you bitcoin farmers to stop it it's i want you scalpers to stop it it's gonna be hard Cause it's getting worse. I know. <laughs> I'm so upset. 
upset. It's like coming to the point where I don't think I'm ever going to be able to build me a new PC again. Because it's just like there's always going to be parts missing. It's like I'm going to have to be one of those that just buys a pre-built one day just because they finally had a new graphics card. I don't know. First world problems. Anyway, Mm -hmm. moving on to my last Quicket. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sure I have some PC gamers listening that can whine with me, right? Like oh, sure. this is this is sad times, man. And don't forget your shiny consoles are using some of these things now too. So maybe if we could all come together <laughs> for a common good. Anyway, last quick that I have, Hitman 3. Their sales have surged now to pass. Hitman 2 is now the most successful entry in the Hitman series. Ooh. And I have yet to play it. I'm gonna have to get around to that. No, I haven't either, so you're not alone. Oh, I did have one honorable mention. I forgot. Okay. Leisure Suit Larry has a new game, which actually did come out on the PC already, but it's getting a console release date titled Wet Dreams Don't Dry, was released to PC last year and is now getting its console release on May 18th. So if you are a fan of this popular adult game, keep that in mind. (laughs) This was definitely a geared for adults game. You can now get a console as well on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, apparently. So I didn't know they even made a new one. I know. Switch has been getting some uh, adult games on there, I've noticed. Yeah, but it seems like they were more violent-oriented, not sex-oriented. That always seemed to be like their line. I would debate just because... I know a lovely human that does tend to enjoy a lot of those types of games and have been finding them a lot on the Switch these days. All right. Hmm. In the in, in most of them indies, of course, but yeah. So they've brought in their horizon. So maybe adults, yeah, you, you need to keep that uh, setting on the Switch a little bit now. <laughs> it's not all just for for children anymore. But that's all I have. I don't know if you have any news to broach or if we're going straight into the headliner. All right, three little quickets I want to bring tossing up. Tossing it over. Then, then I'll I'll pitch it. Uh, first all right. of all, did you did you remember that there was a Saints Row movie in the works? Because apparently I forgot. Emily, I was going to say if I did, I forgot, and like we mentioned it, and then mm. never heard anything more about it, and it's yeah. escaped my mind. But apparently there is. Oh, uh, okay. F. Gary Gray, who I know he's done a lot of stuff, but the, I think he did one of the Fast and Furious movies, and I know he did Straight Outta Compton. He. I know he's got some time, like he's he's directed a lot of movies. He's not new. Um, he's apparently the one directing it, and he said that uh, he plans to honor the tone of the original game while paying homage to the madcap cinema of the 70s classics like The Warriors and Escape from New York. So it's kind of a blend of both mm-hmm. games. So all right. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, secondly. I, if they nail the humor and feel <clears throat> of it, I, I'm all about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't don't video game it. Of course, at the same time, with this particular series, video gaming it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility to make yeah. it work. I just be, be tread carefully here because th- this could be a movie that could work to its detriment or to uh, uh, its success. I don't know. <clears throat> so hopefully they'll figure right. it out. Yeah. Second of all, uh, you remember that Blizzard Arcade collection that I talked about a few yeah. weeks ago? They added two new games to it. Oh, yeah? Uh, Do you Lost... get them for free now that you have it? Yep, oh, okay, they are cool. free. Lost Vikings 2 and RPM Racing. RPM Racing looked very familiar. Like Sounds familiar. It's like an old 
SNES game it reminded me of this game on the Nintendo called uh, RC Pro-Am, but I guess it was like a precursor to rock and roll racing, but I don't remember playing it. And I don't think I ever played Lost Vikings 2 either, so this was kind of a nice treat. It's like, oh shit, yeah, I get that. But I did respond to the tweet that Blizzard sent out about, hey, look at what you're getting for free. And I said, hey, how about that blood cut of blood or Blackthorn, you know, that I played on PC? Yeah. How about you add that shit in? And, you know, of course, I hear nothing because I'm invisible. And finally, and I thought this was really cool. <laughs> We all, if you played the Telltale's Walking Dead, uh-huh. who would who would you say your favorite character is? Well, you probably want to default to Clementine, eh? Right, right. We yeah. all love Clementine. Yeah. You want to see more of Clementine? I mean, I probably have to finish the fourth one first before I say that honestly. But yes. Okay, you want more Clementine? I you do. Want, we're a gonna lovely get character, and it was acted very well. I feel we're, very. We're gonna get more Clementine now. Not Ooh. not in a video game form, mind you, but still, oh. if you want more of Clementine. Uh, they are going to be publishing a new comic book called Skybound X from the people that created The Walking Dead. Oh, fun. And okay. it's an anthology series where they get to tell stories just in whatever way. One of the mm-hmm. craziest things they're doing is, I don't remember ever seeing this, so I actually went out and bought the book digitally just so I could see what the hell they were talking about. Yeah. But they're doing this story called Rick Grimes 2000, where... Rick wakes up in some cybernetic future where the zombies are still happening, but everything's like robots and lightsabers, and it's weird. Weird. What? Yeah. It's like something they did back in issue 75. It's like just, this dude's... Yeah, just random <laughs> stuff. dream? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so they decided they're going to expand on that and, and okay. tell some of that story within these books. But they also confirmed that they are going to be doing Clementine stories in these books. And I was like, awesome. So if you want to get to see Clementine. Is it going to pick up after the games in I'm her assu- life? Or? I'm assuming they didn't specify like where in her life or, or anything. But I would assume they're either going to continue on or maybe even touch on areas that maybe we didn't get to see mm-hmm. um, in her life. Sure. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, they'll come out. I think they come out in July. So, oh, so just right around the corner. Yeah. So yeah. if you're interested, Skybound X, and they'll be running for about, uh, I think, until August. So mm-hmm. every week, mind you, you can get a new book. Oh, fun! So I'm excited. Yeah. Especially for Clementine. Okay. Well, my headline of this week, I had to think on this one, and for for whatever reason, it just struck me one day, and I was like, huh, that would be something <laughs> worth looking into, you know. Why, why not? So, I don't know if you remember, but back in the 80s, Nintendo was a hot commodity. They really were, yeah. Okay? Yeah. It was the console every kid wanted because Atari just wasn't cutting it anymore. Right. I mean, once you play Nintendo. Pong. Yeah, once you play Nintendo, it's like, oh, no, no, I can't go back to that. No. What are right. you talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if you're one of, one of the lucky kids to beat your parents into submission and get a Nintendo, uh, you would be treated to a console... Two controllers, two games, and a yep. zapper. I mean, oh, yeah. this was the complete package mm-hmm. that allowed you to play two different types of games with or without a friend, and you get a double whammy cartridge of Super Mario Brothers at Duck Hunt. Mm-hmm. And this was a staple of anyone who owned an NES. And this is unheard of today. You can barely oh, get a God. controller. <laughs> you barely get a controller with one now, yeah. yeah. 
Now, while Super Mario Bros. has gone down to spawn an entire franchise of titles, Duck Hunt really remains stagnant in the 8-bit space. Mm. No one, or never once, have you seen any kind of sequel or revival. <sighs> I mean, it's just a game that kind of went by the wayside, and I guess there's really not much more you can do with it. Sure. But, you may ask, why exactly? Why hasn't there been a Duck Hunt 2 where you can just chase... Uh, ducks into new forests or whatever. <laughs> I don't <laughs> just dive into like what happened to the dog, man. Yeah, what happened it's to still the dog? Good? Like, yeah. I mean, we could argue that it could be related to the gun debate in this country, but I would argue on another point that maybe uh, technology just left it behind. And to detail my case a little bit more thoroughly, I thought we could explore the history of the very instrument essential into playing duck hunt: the light gun. Now, if I asked you when you thought the light gun was invented, what would you answer? <laughs> well, in my brain, I would probably say early 80s, so it was implemented by, what, 87 or so when that game was out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 88. So 80s? Yeah, or like late 70s, probably something clicked, and they were like, you know what? But you're probably going to tell me like 1902 or some garbage, I don't know. <laughs> Well, you're close and way off at the same time. So, <laughs> I am uh, going to tell you something. But. The very first light gun was developed in the 1930s. Oh, wow. Following the development of phototubes. Now, I did my best to try and discover why a phototube, <laughs> which is <laughs> technically a light-sensing vacuum tube, was developed in the first place, but really came up short. Like, you got all the details about how... Uh-huh. But I was like, okay, but why? Maybe it was an accident. I feel like a lot of the times these things were, I was doing this, and this mm. happened, and Eureka. Well, the best I could actually come up with is it was the, for the sake of science. Like, maybe a scientist needed something like a tool, and then they just developed it. Uh, because they're actually still using these in the study of physics today. So oh, it hasn't right. disappeared. So mm-hmm. perhaps that's it was based on necessity. Sure. Anyway, in 1936, the J.P. Seberg Company, which manufactured automated musical equipment like jukeboxes and vending equipment, took an opportunity to see the electric eye light-sensing vacuum tube in a unique way and developed the Ray-O-Light rifle game, which is really a precursor to Duck Hunt. Hmm. Now, built in a fabulous veneer wood cabinet. Oh Mm. my goodness, it is so... Chic. So fancy. The game featured a flying duck with a light sensing tube located within its middle section. And the duck would drop into the cabinet when shot with the rifle that emitted a beam of light. So okay. very much in the same idea. You just gotta sure. hit the beam of light in the in the in the tube. Right. And you know, if your grandpa ever told you you played duck cut back in the nineteen thirties, now you can know he wasn't lying. He wasn't senile. He was telling you the truth. <laughs> it's like, sure, Grandma. This is new. You didn't play <laughs> this. This is mine. Uh, <laughs> now, a variety of these archi- arcade, I don't know, I said arcade. Oh, we're uh, talking about old stuff. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm going to go off on a quick tangent. Do you, <laughs> because I couldn't say this word right. Uh, I watched, I know this is really just off, but it just, it just made me remember. <laughs> I just watched Saw again for like the first time, and I don't know when. And okay. for whatever reason, Carrie Elways cannot say the word bastard without saying it weird. 
I don't know if well, you. Now I'd have to go back. It's he said, "You head. bastard! You bastard!" And I'm well, like, it's "Why are the you?" Emotion, right? Yeah, but it's just so. You bastard! But he's like, "You bastard! You bastard!" It's weird. It's weird. I'm sorry, but go back and t- go back and watch. I swear <laughs> to God, he sounds really, really weird when he's saying it. And I thought it yeah. maybe just one scene, but no, he says it several times the same way. Oh, bastard. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's got an accent or anything. He right? doesn't. No. It's fake. Uh, a variety <laughs> a variety of these arcade-style games were developed and evolved through the decades. Now, in 1966, Sega and Nakamura Manufacturing, which is a company that would be later known as Namco, mm. changed the format and the arcade industry when they released Periscope. Now, I list both of these companies as proprietors of this game. However, there does seem to be some controversy about who really developed the game. But I also feel like that might be a story for another day, so we might come back around to that. Mm-hmm, go. Now, this three-person carnival-style attraction required players to target and destroy ships using the same light gun technology but with the added usage of electromechanics, which to my understanding would create animations using rear image projections being displayed using kind of like a zoetrope-like device. So just kind of spin and move the things. Now, I assume this is what moved the ships across the game. Again, did not have any footage to kind of verify this. Specifically, uh, some of my research just... I don't know. People were not being 100% uh, with this stuff. And and there was <laughs> even another article that said that the ships were cardboard, but I couldn't confirm or deny that either. So it was just, I, I think somebody misspoke somewhere. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? telephone kind of. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, if you know what it is and what I'm saying is wrong, then by all means, keep it to yourself. Now, <laughs> another first was Periscope uh, had... Another first that it had was being the very first arcade game to charge a quarter. Ooh. So there you go. Inflation. Yeah, this is this is where it all began. Uh, quarters in, and now you got to pay a dollar to play anything, which is really God. weird. Three years later, Sega released Missile, then Killer Shark in 1972. You remember that? You saw that in Jaws where it's on the arcade. It's like, oh, yeah. Or however yeah. it went. I don't know. Now, <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> released a Beam Gun in 1970 and Laser Clay Shooting and Wild Gunman in 1973. And I think that clay shooting thing they put in Duck Hunt. You remember that? That was that, that <gasps> yeah. second or third, whatever. But Boom. I think it was on the Olympics thing, right? No, it was, it was, was it in Duck Hunt. Hunt? Yeah, it was like shooting? the third. Okay. Oh, yeah. You had to like get good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Laser Clay Shooting or and go Wild really close to the TV. Right. Laser Clay Shooting and Wild Gunman in 1973 and 1974, respectively, uh, showing that even in the 70s, the two companies were already competing with one another. Because, you know, why not? Yeah. Eventually, with the evolution of arcade games in general, then the introduction of home consoles, this technology had to adapt. Now, how do you shift the technology onto glass screen monitors? Mm -hmm. Well, first things first, the technology in the gun had to change. As previously mentioned, the original guns would emit a light from the barrel, aiming for a light-sensitive tube. The next phase of the technology flipped the idea and built the gun with the photodiode inside. Then when the trigger is pulled, it would cause the monitor to turn black, which indicated that the diode in the gun was now receiving a light signature. 
a part of the screen would be painted white to give the computer an indicator where the gun was pointing based on where the diode detected the light. I know this sounds like a very long, arduous process, but it happens within a fraction of a second. Sure, yeah. Wow. It's just, boom. That's what's mm -hmm. happening. Now, Magnavox had utilized the technology to create a home experience on their own home console, the Odyssey. Mm -hmm. However, their technology was seemingly brand-dependent as their shooting gallery game would only work on Magnavox televisions. So you can really see how that would kind of bite them in the ass. Yeah, I'm sure they were thinking that was going to help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the shotgun that they created was kind of cool. It had a very realistic design. It even required the players to cock the gun, you know, after mm -hmm. each shot. So mm -hmm. it's kind of neat, I guess, if you're a gun nut <laughs> like that. Now... <laughs> Nintendo perfected the concept and utilized what is known as sequential targeting for its zapper. I could go into detail about this method, but it involves a lot of geometry. So I'll kind of give you the, the best basic rundown of it I can. Sure. Uh, using Duck Hunt as an example, the duck is a square of white light. If the diode detects the white square, it's a hit. It's, it's pretty much as simple as that. Okay. Problem is, the this simple, simplistic method had flaws. You could literally aim your zapper at a light bulb, and it detects uh, a hit. Yeah. Now, because of this, a second method was developed, one that Nintendo actually utilized in its Super Scope accessory called cathode ray timing. I almost couldn't get that word out. Cathode. Science and words. I don't even think I ever used a super scope. I remember them, but I never got one. That's what they came out with on the Super Nintendo. Anyway. Oh, no, yeah, I didn't have Super Nintendo. It was in the Super. It was in Super Mario Brothers. Remember NES and then N sixty four. Yeah. Now, since most televisions were equipped with cathode ray tubes, the method would and bear with me now. <laughs> Start creating, or start by creating a virtual screen using an electron beam that graphs every inch in the blink of an eye. Then, when the trigger of the gun is pulled, the computer will calculate the time it takes for the electron beam to stimulate the phosphor at the precise location the gun was aimed. Okay. Now, you may be asking, what the hell is phosphor? <laughs> I'm thinking like inside the machine itself. Well, you're you're right. Yeah. Phosphor is a material that emits light when exposed to radiation, such as ultraviolet light or electron beam. Several colored phosphors can be found in cathode ray tubes. That's mm -hmm. why you get the color in your TV. There we go. See how this works now? Yeah, we're getting there. I don't have or time to. Then. I don't have time to break down the mechanics of a TV, so just go Google it or some shit. Right. Look at how TVs used to be. Yeah. I'm talking about <laughs> light guns right now, damn it. Right. Right. <laughs> anyway, the computer does some calculation, and based on the horizontal and vertical axes, as well as the refresh rates and all that, boom, target acquired, boom, you, you hit whatever's on the screen. And this method was much more accurate and utilized by most light gun shooters like House of the Dead and Virtual Cop as the genre became more and more popular. Mm 
Mm-hmm. See, you brought it back around. You didn't even know I we were talking about that, that today. Like how beautiful mm-hmm. we work together. That's right. Didn't even know. Now, technology is always changing. And with the introduction of plasma, LED, LCD monitors, mm-hmm. that uh, cathode ray tube method isn't quite viable anymore since they sure. don't use those. Mm-hmm. So now a new method had to be created. This is where we get infrared emitters. Now, this method would rely on several infrared light emitters placed near a screen and one in the muzzle of the gun. When the trigger is pulled, the gun sends the intensity of the infrared beam. Using trigonometric, I couldn't even say that word, trigonometric equations, again, bear with me, because I can't even say the word, the intensity (laughs) is calculated using the muzzle's 3D position relative to the screen by distance and angle. Then, the impact point is determined by projecting the muzzle on the screen using the measured angles. So, math. In a nutshell, is that complicated? Math. (laughs) Math! Now, numerous variants of this method have been developed to work for numerous applications, Uh, In fact, a variant of this method was used for the Wii Remote, utilizing an infrared video camera instead of a sensor. The downside is this method is a little less accurate than the traditional method, despite it being more flexible. And while this method would help keep the genre going just a little bit longer, advances in technology, and yes, even events in the world can quickly end something's popularity. Now, by the year 2000, the demand for light gun shooters had been waning for years. But in the wake of Columbine, if you all remember that, if not, go do your history. The, their presence in uh, arcades was suddenly starting to become controversial. And the guns or the cabinets that had the guns were no longer really wanted. Even though, if you recall, a lot of those guns were painted red and blue to was that in look. response to or no they were actually like i don't that. remember them like being orange and stuff it seems like until later but well, they were meant to be uh or at least the ones from japan they were painted yeah. that color to indicate well, they were toys yeah. yeah these aren't what weapons we would do toys. at first yeah sure similar style shooters have been developed for home consoles utilizing uh, new peripherals to turn Wii controllers and PlayStation Move controllers into gun-like weapons. You know, like they turn mm-hmm. the Wii remotes into a crossbow or whatever. Oh, yeah, and, they had those adapters and mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. It's not quite the same thing, but, you know, just like technology can destroy an old thing, it, too, can evolve to revitalize it. Right, yeah. Recently, and this is so fun that I came across this in my research, Recently, a company under the name of Sinden Technology has developed a new type of light gun using an all-new method called rectangular positioning. The technology here focuses on the shape, size, and distortion of the screen itself, which can then determine the position, angle of the light gun relative to the screen, which then calculates where it's pointing using the light from the screen as a reference point. Okay, mm-hmm. a lot of math. And you may ask yourself, you may ask yourself, what if the game I'm playing is dark? 
Well, they've got you covered there, too. You see, <laughs> uh, they, they do uh, more math things, and it just, it does, you know, they, they, the they've got it figured out. They've got it figured you out. Know. So it seems that the Sendin light gun proves what was once old can now be new again, while retaining the essence of the original design. Mm-hmm. The light gun may not have been a real important element of my childhood, but it was ever-present. You know, we had yeah. games like Duck Hunt, Hogan's Alley, Gumshoe, Wild Gunman, and, you know, had wish I had the cool zapper like Captain Wasn't Ape's. it Mad Dog 2, McCree, or whatever? Something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the first FMVs, Sega? too. Look at that. Look at mm. that. I mean, it never enticed me, like, playing with the zapper. Sure. never enticed me to shoot my friends or become violent. No. Because video games and... To some degree, and this may sound controversial, but to some degree, even guns themselves aren't really the root problem problem behind tragedies like Columbine. Mm -hmm. But that's just, I digress. I won't get into that. The light gun may sound like a relic, but one should be impressed how it has found a way to survive by evolving over the course of 85 years. Who knew it was so old? Right? I wouldn't have guessed that old, for sure. I know. But there you go. Now you have a history of your light guns. And if you know geometry and math, you probably know how this stuff works. (laughs) If you know math. I know math. I just don't know that math. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I was Mm going to say geometry was the the one area in high school that I was like, math was just not working for me on that. I could Mm -hmm. do algebra all day long. Heck, even learned a little calculus. But you put geometry in front of me, F you. Yep. <laughs> I was like, well, we're done here. We're, I cannot do this. I just trust that it works, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That was interesting. You're welcome. We learned something new, I think, today. Mm-hmm. They're always fun. I hope and that's so. our show. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. You can know. You can hit us up sometime at Super Mega Crash over on the Twitterverse. You can send an email to supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Stephen puts his time and love into. And I'm sorry, like the, the week before, it was just like still one of my favorites. And I don't know why that one just struck me so much. So go check it out. I think it's so cute. Um, you can also support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform. And you can even go to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions to support the show. You can tell your friends. Tell your enemies or anyone you know that you can find the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network or just search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil and Paper Productions. Thank you for listening. I am Lacey O'Finley. And I am Stephen White. And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on.
This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.